This information is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is offered with the understanding that the presenters are not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, or other professional services. If legal advice or other expert advice is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought. Welcome to the Real Estate Financial Planner Podcast. I am your host, James Orr. This is episode 18. Today, we're going to take a small tangent with Norm and Norma's story. In the last episode, Norm and Norma utilized a combination of the Nomad strategy and short-term rentals. In it, I mentioned that we modeled it with minimal reserves. Specifically, to qualify to buy the next property, they needed to have enough for the down payment and closing costs, plus just six months of their own personal expenses. We did not require that they had any reserves for the property they were about to buy, and we certainly did not require that they had to have any reserves for any of the previous properties they purchased to that point. I mentioned in the episode that if they were really going to utilize the short-term rental strategy combined with the Nomad strategy, that we should really rerun their plan requiring that they keep, let's say, at least six months of reserves for their personal expenses and each of their rentals before being able to buy the next property. I said it would slow down their acquisition speed, but it could reduce their risk considerably. So before I jumped ahead and discussed a different strategy, I thought I might take a moment to go off on a tangent and show you what the difference would be for Norman Norma if they did bump up their reserve requirements. Let's start by discussing how much slower they're able to buy properties. By requiring a full six months of reserves for all rentals they own and the property they're about to purchase, they end up buying properties at a much slower pace. Without having a full six months of reserves for all properties, they bought their 10th property by month 181, just over 15 years into our modeling. However, when we require that they have a full six months of reserves for every property, plus six months of personal expenses in reserves, it takes them about 230 months or just over 19 years to buy the same 10 properties. That's four years longer. If it takes four years longer to acquire the same 10 properties, how will that impact their ability to be financially independent? Well, previously, it took a little more than 16 and a half years to have their investments provide enough income to replace the $5,000 per month that they were living on from their jobs. But when we require a full six months of reserves for every property, including the one they're buying, and six months of reserves for their personal expenses, it takes three years longer, a little more than 19 and a half years or 235 months. So the extra safety of having more robust reserves costs them about three years longer to be financially independent. That's an increase in time of about 18%. You know, even way back in episode 14, When we first started talking about Norm and Norma nomading, we were still modeling them not keeping six months of reserves for each property. What if we compared the traditional nomad strategy from that episode, where they did not have six months of reserves for each property, to them now requiring a full six months of reserves for all properties? Well, when we do that, the impact of keeping the extra reserves with the traditional nomad is not as significant. It took them 40.5 years to acquire all 10 properties without keeping six months of reserves compared to 41.5 years if they do keep a full six months of reserves for all properties. 
That's a mere one year more. And while it took a full year longer to buy the same 10 properties, keeping a full six months of reserves, it only delayed them being financially independent by six months, half a year. It went from 26.42 years to 26.92 years. That's a little less than 2% longer. So not that significant. But time to achieve financial independence isn't the only measure of success. What about net worth? Let's return to the discussion of the nomading into short-term rentals first. Keeping more in reserves means they end up with less net worth. But how much less? Well, by the end of our modeling, 60 years in the future, they end up with $116.47 million if they skip on reserves, and only $100.44 million if they require full reserves before buying the next property. But those are in future inflated dollars 60 years in the future. If we adjust back to today's dollars, doing Nomad to short-term rentals for Norm and Norma results in a net worth of $19.82 million after 60 years going light on reserves versus 17.09 if they required a full six months of reserves. That's still about $2.7 million more in net worth or about 16% more in net worth. But what about net worth for traditional nomad? Again, requiring a full six months of reserves does mean that they have less net worth after 60 years. But the difference is not nearly as extreme. Even in future inflated dollars, we're talking about the difference between $67.8 million and $65.2 million. If we adjust back to today's dollars, not requiring reserves beyond six months of personal expenses results in a net worth of $11.54 million compared to $11.09 million or a difference of a little over $400,000. Now, $400,000 is not nothing, but it is only a premium of about 4% more for the security and peace of mind of having a full six months of reserves on every property and personal expenses. In conclusion, there is an impact to slowing down a bit and requiring a full six months of reserves for personal expenses, all previously purchased properties, and the property Norman Norma are about to buy. It slows down how quickly they can acquire properties. It slows down how quickly they can achieve financial independence. And it lowers their overall net worth. But it does all this by adding in a significant additional margin of safety a margin of safety that could be even more important when putting just 5% down to buy properties versus putting 20% or 25% down. In the last episode, I promised you that we'd look at Norman Norma utilizing the house hacking strategy in this episode. But I thought the tangent about the impact of reserves was worth delaying in a week. I hope you agree. And we'll discuss house hacking in the next episode. For reals this time. Also, be sure to check out the Advanced Real Estate Financial Planner podcast to see how having variable property appreciation rates and rent appreciation rates, variable mortgage interest rates, variable inflation rate, and variable stock market rates of return impacts Norma Norma with these extra reserves. I hope you've enjoyed this episode about the impact of reserves on Norma Norma doing two variations of the Nomad strategy. This has been James Orr with the Real Estate Financial Planner podcast. Bye-bye for now. Oh, I almost forgot. 
you can download the newest version of the world's greatest real estate deal analysis spreadsheet for free. Just go to realestatefinancialplanner.com forward slash spreadsheet to download it right now. It's amazing. Bye-bye for now.